Eric. Yes, indeed. So we know people who looking for a career change, about to jump in, jump into the job market. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing they need to get just tighten up? Got to bring something to get something. Always got to bring something to get something. Mm-hmm. And how and and people know what you're bringing to the table and what you're bringing to get something mm-hmm. when you have a decent resume. Got to have a good resume, man. Yep. Let's tell you a little bit about our sponsor, BrandResumes.com, where landing interviews mm-hmm. is made more easy. Love it. You know, for many of us, whether it's fresh out of college mm-hmm. and we got to create a new resume, or whether you've got some years in the game. And it's just time for you to update it a bit. Time to change. It could be nerve-wracking, mm-hmm. anxiety-inducing, pretty stressful, wouldn't you say? Pretty much, pretty much. Hey, and on top of that, in today's landscape, LinkedIn, having a good LinkedIn profile plays uh, a huge role in your opportunities. Number one, got to have one. Got to have one. Got to have one. A good one. A good one. Yes. That's where Brand Resumes comes in. You start with a free Everybody likes free, right? I like it. Free 15-minute consultation where their experts get to know you a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you can choose from a variety of packages that include professional professional resume, Mm -hmm. LinkedIn profile optimization. Get that. Watch this, Eric. Watch this. Get that. Watch this. You ready for this one? All right, all right. They even have a package where they will apply to the relevant jobs for you. Oh. Hey. You can't can't beat that. (laughs) Again, visit brandresumes.com and book your free 15-minute consultation. Brand. That's brandresumes, B-R-A-N-D, resumes.com. Get promoted. Make more money. More money. It's the new slogan. That's what we want to do for you guys. Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Cubicle podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Montgomery. Eric Kelly. Yes, yes, we're back. Um, This week on the show, Mm -hmm. got some interesting stuff, man. Yeah. All right, so normally we choose our our careers really without a full understanding of really who we are because we make this decision at 18 oh, yeah. let's oh, be real yeah. we don't oh, yeah. we don't know much at 18 clue and less <laughs> you know what I'm saying but we we typically make these choices about our careers based on a, a variety of factors including parental pressure Ooh. money potential money what we saw on TV what we saw on TV <laughs> you know some random thing that we might be interested <clears throat> in right <clears throat> but in reality there is something deeper that could really get us to doing the things that we're actually meant to do. Absolutely. Right? And I know that sounds like, oh, follow your passion. No, 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 no. It's something totally different. That's real, and that's where fulfillment comes. Right. And and, and so that today, that's what we're going to get into. There's there's this thing called sparkotypes that I ran across a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I thought it would be a great thing to dive into with the audience, um, kind of breaking it down, some of our reasons why we choose our careers, but also getting them to learn what sparks them to do work. What they do. All right. So we're going to jump into that after the intro. (laughs) Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at this is BTC. All right. You can hit us with your stories. Um, pod btc at gmail.com today's topic is 
all about am I in the right career? Now, that's not like I'm going to work on, they do not pay me enough money to do this. Right? No. Okay. Has nothing to well, it has a little bit to do with it, but <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have everything to do with it. Like what? What am I doing? Right. What, 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 yeah, yeah. But am I am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Right. Am I yeah. yeah. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? That's the biggest. Right. Biggest yeah. Issue. That's the biggest thing. Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Yep. And so a little bit of backstory, right? So a few yeah. weeks ago, I was listening to this podcast called The Astral Hustle, and that podcast is is um, it's about kind of like meditation and just a lot of mental stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how to live a better life. Mm-hmm. So they had this guy named Jonathan Fields. Right. Jonathan Fields is the uh, founder of a company called The Good Life Project. Right. Um, as part of that project, he... You know, while doing kind of these long-form interviews about uh, just living life in a certain manner or whatever, he started to get a lot of questions from people about career. Okay. And the more and more of those questions that pulled in, it kind of sparked him to kind of study what people were actually going through. Mm-hmm. So he and his team took some years, and, they, and, and, and what they found was that most people, most people's personalities— Mm-hmm. Fall into ten categories, mm-hmm. okay, of things that spark them or that light them up when they do them in terms of their work, right? Okay. And so, um, you know, essentially, they came up with this assessment mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, you, it's almost like a personality test. So you answer a series of questions, takes about ten minutes, and at the end, they kind of give you what they feel like. Um, your personality, your work personality is. Right? So so it's basically a psychometric that yeah. as once you use it, at the end of it, you're able to kind of gauge and where you best fit in the job place? Probably not even just in the job place, but just in terms of the work that you do, whether it's your actual <clears throat> nine to five, it. whether it's something that you do on the side, a hobby or whatever. Yeah. What is it that that is your imprint is what they call it. What what were you born to do? Born to do. Yeah. Um and the way and the way it kind of works is you get two sparker types. Mm-hmm. And so you get a primary and then you get a what they call a shadow. And the primary is pretty much who you are. Like mm-hmm. that is that is literally and, and the exact language from the website is um, your primary sparker type reveals the essential nature or driver of the work you're here to do. Whether or not it's what you get paid to do, you know, when you do the work of your primary sparker type, yeah. you come alive that's with purpose. Fu- that's, that's fulfillment. Right, it's really fulfilling. That's fulfillment. And typically what they say about the shadow, the shadow is part of who you are too, but it's less so than the primary. And typically the shadow is usually what you end up doing that's in service of the primary. Mm, got it. All right. So what we're going to do today is kind of um, going to have a brief conversation just about some of some of the, the, the normal scenarios in which we find ourselves in certain careers, mm-hmm. some of the psychology behind that. And then this episode and next episode, we're going to break down, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to break down each of the sparker types and just kind of give our thoughts on them. 
Now, our listeners will be able to find a link. Yes, I will put a link. Great point. Put a link. I will put a link in the show notes to the assessment. Um, if any of you caught the episode two weeks ago, um, maybe the replay of uh, the performance or exposure episode, I talked about it in my monologue, so it's there as well. But I will be re- I will be sure to repost it in this week's show notes as well, so that you guys can go and take them for yourselves. And we love we love to hear your feedback. So once you take this assessment, hit us up at PodBTC. Two things. Let us know what your sparker types were, your primary and your secondary, and then give us, tell us how you feel in terms of how it relates to the work that you currently do Uh and if it confirmed anything about yourself and if it gave you some insight on what you should be doing. Got it. Yep. Got it. So, let's jump into it a little bit. All righty. All right. So, the first thing that always comes to my mind is, you know, when we're choosing these careers, mm. you know, you, you think back to when you were coming out of college. You know, we're we're it, it's obvious we're in two different generations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you think back, to, yeah, you think back to when you were in college, and what was the conversation around um, choosing a career in your household in your community? Okay, a couple things happened um, because I'm very old. <laughs> in my day, the the professions that were respected mm-hmm. were minister, uh, doctor, mm-hmm. uh, teacher. Yeah. Um, we pretty much we were we were we didn't know MBA business people. Right. Uh, there were some people, uh, not in my family, but some people that were around that thought that lawyers were a terrible thing because they allowed people to get off on whatever. I mean, I've heard some of the dumbest things about why you shouldn't go into uh, a profession. But it was kind of, here's what society basically said we'd be good at doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then people just kind of said, let's go. I mean, I know people that said, I'm going to become a physician. Right. Because that was a cool thing to do then. You're going to have money. You're going to be successful. Uh, there was, you know, we're looking for outcomes in picking our, picking our profession. So, coming straight out of high school, I think we looked at how is this thing going to turn out. We're trying to look down the road, mm-hmm. and prognosticate at eight, like you said, at eighteen. At eighteen, <laughs> like we have a clue, right? At eighteen about what's going on. So, yeah, pretty much is how much money I'm going to make, what's respected by society, yada yada yada. Yeah, and I'd, I'd say I ended up being lucky, man. Um, uh, for us, or for me, it was it was it was, it was very similar, right? Um, in in the minority community, in the minority communities, you're typically pushed towards mm-hmm. things that seem to guarantee you a stable income, right? Good point. And so you're pushed into the medical field. You're pushed into nowadays. You're pushed into um, uh, any IT related fields. Absolutely. You're pushed into the lawyer field. Um, uh, for us, like for me, corporate, you know, I do corporate accounting, mm-hmm. so that seems to be a fairly stable corporate corporate Absolutely. accounting and finance, so you're kind of pushed there. Um, anything that was kind of art-related um, that didn't seem to have a stable source of income, it wasn't encouraged as much. Right? Hey, hey Dad, I'm going to be a writer. <laughs> 
So how are you gonna eat? I, I, I've, yeah, I've kind of I've kind of mentioned this before. Like, I I enjoy writing. Yeah, and probably had somebody mentioned that that I, that was an actual possibility of a career you when I was there. I might have thought about it, but just the way it was presented back then, it's like you don't make money with writing. Oh no, you know, no, not even a discussion. Um, but yeah, I got lucky. Yeah, like I, I chose two two career paths that um, were both stable at the time. I chose computer science and accounting, and played some games and flip flopped them halfway through uh, my college career. And you know, I am where I am. And just because I know you, mm -hmm. you've actually been able to do things that some of us think are diametrically opposed to each other. Uh, yeah, and we'll get into that because <laughs> once I took my sparkotype assessment, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this explains a whole lot. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so, uh, <laughs> uh, so what else? Um, so I guess we can go ahead and kind of dive into or... Yeah, in my throat. Uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and I guess jump right into this archetype system because I'm, so, I'm so fascinated by it. And you know, you you took it last night. Mm -hmm. um, we'll save our. We'll, <laughs> we'll tell you later. Yeah, we'll save our our, our results <laughs> to the end of next episode. So tune in after we go to therapy. <laughs> that that too. But yeah, we'll save our results after we've kind of laid out all the different sparker types for you guys, so you can understand. Mm -hmm. And it'll be interesting to see whether or not, as we're kind of uh, going over and, and kind of giving a description of these, if you guys kind of start to pick up naturally what what something is. Yeah, what something is and how it fits you. Yeah. Um, but take note and, and, and shoot us a note, podbtc at gmail.com, and, um, and and let us know what you think. And just a quick recap. Anybody that's done any of the other psychometrics, right. the Desk, the Bergman, the yada yada, mm -hmm. whatever, you're going to know when when you go through those, it will give you some insights into who you are. Correct. And some of us are able to pick out, if I'm, if I'm pretty much okay here, here's where it would be a good job fit. This takes it to another level and actually gives you much more of a spread to mm -hmm. look at. Uh, and for those of you guys that are looking for careers that you want to get into, mm -hmm. uh, please follow that link, take that assessment, and just let a, a few of those things kind of marinate in your brain. It is definitely a tool worth uh, worth checking out. Yeah, it is. All right, so the Sparker type. Mm -hmm. um, goodlifeproject.com forward slash Sparker types. Um, basically they lay it out for you. Your sparkotype reveals the true nature of the work that you're here to do. Mm -hmm. And once you discover it, there's an immediate and intuitive knowing. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that because it's almost like the light flips on for you, mm -hmm. like immediately once you find out. And it becomes this undeniable truth that explains many of your past choices, the things that you gravitate towards, even some, probably some of your current frustrations. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. So, basically, again, like I mentioned earlier. So, if you, if you hate your job, yeah, you this, might want to check this out. This could be a reason why, yeah. And it may not be the job. It could be for the gifts and talents that you've been blessed with. You're in the wrong fit. Sometimes things don't match. And it just is what it is, right? Sometimes things are just not the right match. Absolutely. So, like I mentioned earlier, once you go through the assessment, it, it, it breaks you down into two sparker types, your primary and your shadow. Right. Your primary is like your DNA for work. That's just who you are. It's just who you are. 
it's 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 a thing that turns you on. It it lights you up when you when you do it. When you think about doing it, mm. it drives you right. Mm. Um, and it's, it might not necessarily be a job or a task. Right. It could be characteristics of things that you like doing. Okay. If you like conversing with people, you might be that might be something that lights you up. Right. Okay. And then your shadow spark type, which is kind of like the essential nature of the work you enjoy doing and that you end up having a skill in. And like I said, it's usually that your shadow is in service of your primary. All right. So with that said, let's jump into some of these spark types. Okay. And what we'll do, we'll do the first five. You can give definitions? Of, yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first one is called? The maker. The maker. Yes. Okay, I'm visualizing somebody making something. Yes. All right. And so as a maker, and this is straight from the website, as a maker, creation is your call. You are most alive and engaged when you are making things, mm-hmm. starting with an idea, then turning it into a thing that reflects the taste and sense of possibility you have in your head. As a maker. As a maker. A creative. The creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the maker, creative, yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. I'm already thinking about th- jobs that don't fit. Mm-hmm. Especially in the corporate space. <laughs> Because creative accounting will get you sent to jail. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm looking at this thing. Creative accounting is Enron. Yeah. I'm looking at this guy. Okay, he's a a creator. He wants to create things, and we stick him in as an air traffic controller. Yeah. He might make money, whatever, but please don't get creative with my plane coming into the airport. So I could see now I'm I'm making the linkage between this. Yeah. I'm making the linkage between this and, and job fit. Mm-hmm. Because if my job doesn't fit, right, it doesn't fit. I'm not happy. No, you're not. I'm supposed to be creating. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. 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 So, so, so that's what a maker is. Now, you know, if 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 you work in a corporate space, mm-hmm. right, um, there may be opportunities to use your creativity. Okay. But you probably won't get the full breadth of. Uh, okay, uh, of right. satisfying that, if especially if it's your primary, yeah. you won't get the full breadth of satisfying that unless you do something outside of your nine to five, right? Mm. And and that's kind of where we come in when we talk about you know in terms of finding fulfillment at work, your job just might be your job, like that might be you know the thing. That's what I do to pay the bills, right? Well, to pay the bills and also fund your sparkotype, yeah, right. Fund, fund the other part. Right. Okay. So you have the maker, which is the creative. Okay, that's the maker. The next one is the scientist. Oh. And the scientist is um, a problem solver. Okay. They like puzzles. Problem solving is, is kind of like their cause. They're driven to find a deep sense of purpose in, in the pursuit of a burning uh, answer to a burning question. So they like solving things. There's an issue, and they, they're solvers. Mm-hmm. They're the scientists. They're going to think and strategize yeah. about how to do whatever. Yeah. I can see this being applied in, in a corporate setting mm-hmm. very easily because mm-hmm. um, there's always things that need to be, that need to be dissected almost, yeah. right? Yeah. Coming up with new products. Um, and what we're saying is that if this is this person's primary, mm-hmm. this is just who they are, it's who period. they are. It's who they are, They're period. problem solvers, go-getters, fix. Okay, gotcha. Good. Right, right, right. Um, one, some of the characteristics down there, like when there's no obvious or blatant question, a problem or puzzle, then they go in search of one. 
So. Because <laughs> <laughs> you think about it, man, that's, that's, okay. that, that person is passionate. They're most alive when they're in the weeds trying to figure out an answer to some complicated or nuanced question. So if they work at a job, mm -hmm. this person works at a job. Yeah. Where there's no variety, <clears throat> no problems, no issues. They might go crazy. They're jumping out of a window. Yeah, they might go crazy. I gotcha. They might go crazy. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> um, <sighs> the Maven. The Maven. Not going to give it away. The That's, Maven. That sounds like a scary movie. <laughs> it like, does, doesn't it? I am the Maven. No. The Maven. What's the Maven? As a Maven, fascination is your call. Uh, you latch on to a topic, a field, or industry, and you devour everything you can to okay. know about it, right? Okay. Staying surface level is not an option. Small talk drives them crazy. Gotta, gotta go deep. Essentially, they are driven to learn, to discover, and to ferret out information, wisdom, and knowledge for no other purpose than the joy of learning and knowing something. So this is the drill deep. Yeah. You know, I know I I had dinner last week with a very good friend of mine and he is definitely this way. A deep diver. He drills deep. Yeah. And on topics that maybe some of the rest of us go, like, uh, mm -hmm. okay. We accept it as but he drills he drills deep. The cool thing in that conversation, right. he know he knows facts none of the rest of us will ever know. Hey man. Ever know. So <laughs> an interesting <laughs> tidbit about the Maven. Uh -huh. um, it's not necessarily about what they do, uh -huh. right? With with all the knowledge that they kind of put in a reservoir, um, they've got to get it though. Yeah, it's like what they learn might be useful to others, or it might not. But they enjoy just the process of obtaining yeah. that knowledge, right? They are they are definitely data collectors. Yes, they have info. Yes, gotcha, gotcha. Um, the next one is the essentialist. I don't, this, that even sounds... Yeah. All right, before I even read that, tell me what you think that is. The essentialist. Yeah. There's got to be... Something in here is about pragmatic uh -huh. uh, way of approaching something. There's got to be. The okay. essentialist. All right, here you go. I'm back to basic. What is it? What's All right, here you go. An All essentialist... Right. Um, Organizing and simplifying is their call. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Basic. Like, yeah. all right, what? Yeah. What's that doing? Yeah, it doesn't matter where they go, whether it's at work or at home or vacation. Okay. They see chaos and a mess and complexity, and it triggers a near primal urge to just create <laughs> order and simplicity. I know I know some people. My sister is kind of like that. My really? sister is really? very, <laughs> she's very meticulous um, about where things are placed. Like, oh. like I go to her apartment and it's so relaxing because she literally keeps everything nice and tidy and neat. Or if you come to my house, sometimes I got three kids. Like, that's automatically hopeless, man. I got three kids and my and my wife and I are are workers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, hey, it's a little bit of chaos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, any complex information or ideas or things like that, spreadsheets, data sets, they keep them very tidy, neat, and organized. And they boil it down to to the least to, common, deno least yeah. common denominator. They can they can simplify things very well. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, the like essentialist. The essentialist. All right, and the last one for today is the performer. Oh, I see that. Ooh. I can see that. Ooh. This person, just just from that, this person doesn't mind being on stage out front. I'm going to I'm gonna take a stab. Okay. And everybody knows 
Okay. I'm an introvert. Right, absolutely. I'm going to take a stab and say the performer has some very strong extrovert energy. Yes. I was going to take a stab. Just, just who? <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. Yeah, they just. I, I, I here's why I love extroverts. Uh, extroverts balance out me, the yeah. introvert. Yeah. We need, we need extroverts. When we walk into a space, the extrovert sucks the attention. I get to shift into the corner of a room. Is your wife an extrovert? No. She's an introvert. She actually, she's not. She, she, she's a functioning introvert she, she's, like she's you. Like, she's like me. My wife is a true extrovert. Yes. Dude, it is so cool. She'll walk in, take over the room, and I can, like, just go over to the side. I chill in it the corner. It is so cool. It's, it's amazing. And, and, and there's a skill set there that I don't have. The mm -hmm. compliment, mm -hmm. thank God, is there. But there's a skill set that I'm not comfortable in. Correct. Like she's 100%. Correct. Yeah, because yeah. a, a, a nice introvert, extrovert, Tandem. It is, yeah. The extrovert, <laughs> the extrovert can initiate conversations oh. where the introvert can come in and add context and oh. and add their little piece, but also fall back, and it can be a nice little seesaw, Absolutely. teamwork thing. Like her. this one joke. If she's listening, I'm in trouble. She comes in every week. Guess who I met on the plane? Oh, snap. I have not met anybody I'm in five years on a plane. When I meet somebody on a plane, my anxiety goes up to a 10. I don't want... Because I want the conversation to be over <laughs> before it starts. I don't want to meet anybody on the no. plane. Um, oh, <laughs> All right. Um, the performer. Yeah. So the performer bringing things to life in a performative way is your call. Whether you're on stage, whether it's an actual or metaphorical in the presence of others, um, they perform either alone or as part of an ensemble or troop team or anything. That is everything. Uh -huh. um, usually we think about theater, film, singing, dancing, like all those types of things. Yeah. But according to um, Jonathan and the, the Sparkertype Manual, uh, you know, it's it's a much broader lens. Um, you know, it can just it can just be. Uh, finding ways to um, bring something that may have not had life to life, whether it's speaking, uh -huh. right, or um, you know may maybe they, uh, you know, yeah, like public speaking, athletics, uh -huh. and things like that too, comedy, business trainings, workshops, they could be that those are classified as performer, uh -huh. like performative too. Uh -huh. That's interesting because all of those things. It's funny because I I enjoy mm. writing theater and film. <laughs> That's right. I do not enjoy performing. The, your number one calling is not the actual. It's not that so. I I'm the behind the camera you guy. Mind, yeah, you don't mind working the, the <laughs> right the, the the controls. Right. This yeah. this is actually a a form of extrovertism podcasting. Oh yeah. Oh, but yeah. it's in, oh, yeah. it's introverted to the core because I'm just stuck in a room talking to a microphone. Yeah. However, uh, when we're on stage, yes. we're doing it at a seminar or session. I, I'm fine. Yeah, and it's a thing. I'm fine. It's a thing, but it's okay when that's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, a thing. All right, so yeah, so just a quick recap of those five. Mm -hmm. The maker is the creative. The scientist is the problem solver. The maven is the deep diver of knowledge. The essentialist is the simplifier, mm -hmm. the organizer. That's and the performer is the performer. <laughs> they're the they're performer. Yeah. Uh, and the cool thing is, while folks are listening to this and, and going to the link to kind of mm -hmm. click on it and, mm -hmm. and do your own assessment, uh, understanding that having this knowledge yes. does a couple of things. First of all, it helps you 
uh, relate to the work that you're doing, mm-hmm. you're going to look at it. I promise you're going to look at it. Some of you guys are going to look at it and say, you know what? I am not in the right field. Right. Here's kind of who I am. Right. Here's where you know I'm stuck right now. And you may work your job to make enough money to do something else. Right. But don't feel bad about that because when we were coming up, most of us were taught, go get a good job, make some money. Whatever that mantra is, make some money, go get a good job, you'll be fine. Yeah. This insight can help you, however, if you're looking to shift. If you gradually want to move to something where you feel totally fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I, as we were talking earlier, the older you get, it does hit you. It says, like, look, am I going to be fulfilled or am I going to end my days here? Mm-hmm. And there's a point at which... So if you get this kind of insight, guys, do what you feel is going to feel best for you and your psyche and your mind, and you will enjoy your job a lot better. All right. Time for final thoughts. Um, we got a couple minutes, so mm-hmm. let's do one minute. Got it. Time for final thoughts. Um, you go first. Uh, this was good. Insight into who I am as a person yep. is going to help me uh, get insight into my job fit. Ooh, and also maybe insight into how I relate to somebody else. Yes. You, you, know, you know my thing. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of the stuff that we talk about on this show, I see a duality to it where it's not just about work. It's also about, it's about life, how you can apply it to becoming a better human. Um, my final thought is, man, use this to add to your toolbox in getting to know yourself. Mm better mm-hmm. um there's i had a conversation with a friend earlier this week and the comment that i made was um life is about just um reformatting every so many years mm-hmm. it's like redesigning Re- yourself yeah format your hard drive yeah right? and so it's like who you are today and who you want to be the space in between that is a series of reformats mm-hmm. and so this is a key so use it that's a good one all right, peeps. Man, it's good to be back. It is. We will see you guys next week when we follow up on part two. Talk about five more sparker types. Peace. Mm.